The didgeridoo means it's time for the Australian News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McCarran from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, August 12th, 2012. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 210. Grant, uh, I tell you what, there's been some good news on the maintenance front this week, so we're going to put this right at the top. That's right, mate. TAE, a wholly owned subsidiary of Air New Zealand, are opening new engine maintenance facilities in Adelaide and Brisbane. They're going to be working on turboprops, they'll work on some um, APUs, and they're also going to work on the uh, engines for the uh, F-18 Hornet and Super Hornet. That's the F-404 and F-414 engines. So... It's not all bad. Uh, maybe, you know, they can be taking on some of those Qantas people who have been laid off in the engineering departments. Absolutely. And good to see not only that they're opening uh, new facilities, but two of them, in fact. You know, I was talking to uh, someone at a, at a careers expo uh, just a couple of weekends ago uh, in the uh, maintenance game, and he pointed out to me that a very large percentage of the uh, licensed aircraft maintenance engineer work here, the Lammies, uh, is done outside of the airlines. Uh, and, you know, even though there's a lot of bad news going on in the airlines, he was at pains to point out to me that uh, there are some good news stories going around. So, um, as much as we sympathise with the uh, terrible plight of the maintenance staff uh, at Qantas in particular, um, you know this is a good news story. And you know who knows, maybe some of those people might be able to find work here. Mate, speaking of gloom and doom from Qantas, Alan Joyce has confirmed that they'll, while they make a small underlying profit when their financial results for the year are delivered on August 23rd, there will be a statutory loss. But he says that the previously announced uh, job cuts, which by the way total 2,800 people, will actually help turn that around. Apparently, they'll help save $300 million. Interesting in this article that we're looking here, Grant, in the Australian.com.au, Mr. Joyce is quoted here as saying, what you've seen in the media headlines may have left you with the impression that our response to the challenges before Qantas is to retreat or just cut back. Well, you know, isn't that exactly what he's done in terms of his workforce? That's totally what he's doing, mate. They're pulling out people, they're pulling out of routes, they're handing stuff over to Jetstar, they're entirely abandoning various routes in Europe. They're on the back foot, they're cutting back. <laughs> I'm not sure how he can say they're not, but it's possibly a good thing that Qantas are cutting back because that means they're getting a bit smaller. And a, uh, a recent study from University of Sydney researchers Rico Merkett and Peter Morell has uh, indicated that big is not necessarily beautiful for airlines. Grant, this is what they term an econometric analysis. I've never heard that term before, but very interesting uh, terminology there, mate. And they applied it to 66 airlines to find out whether mergers and acquisitions produced a boost to efficiency partners as they claimed. And yeah, as you say, they found that this wasn't the case. Interesting stuff. That's right, mate. They reckon that once you get above more than about two 200 billion available seat kilometers the airline becomes too big to operate efficiently. Those so-called economies of scales and uh, reasons that a lot of the airlines give for their mergers disappear as extra layers of bureaucracy wind up having to be put in and uh, they also wind up having to replicate services in various parts to make the conglomerate, the behemoth, continue. So what they're saying in effect is that uh, you get much better uh, results from alliances rather than mergers because with alliances you still keep your smaller structures but you don't have that huge bureaucracy and uh, duplication of effort that comes with a massive aviation environment. That's interesting, Grant. In fact, the reduction in the size of the bureaucracy is often a, uh, a reason uh, spruiked in Australian government circles when they talk about privatising. We saw that here in Victoria, for example, in the uh, electricity industry back in the late 90s where it was all run by the government and uh, you know, they, one of the reasons they wanted to make it more efficient was by reducing the size of the bureaucracy. So I guess uh, that, that sort of principle is uh, being applied here. Yeah, mate. Uh, it just doesn't seem to be the case based on what these researchers have found. Interesting, hey? It certainly is, mate. And I'll tell you what, uh, just another quick quantum story here that's 
uh, also quite interesting and I guess sort of has to do with the government. Uh, Qantas is uh, trying to make some money by keeping some GST that um, a lot of people are arguing they shouldn't have. That's right, mate. The uh, GST is the goods and services tax that's been around for just a bit over 10 years now. And uh, the idea is that it's uh, supposed to be a uh, tax on, as it says, property, goods, etc., and services provided. Now, what Qantas is saying is that they've had a whole lot of customers pay their money for tickets that some customers have then not turned around and taken. So, for example, I could have booked a flight and never taken it. Something's come up and I've never flown. And Qantas haven't given me a refund. We won't get into that. So they've got this money sitting there that they've received GST from. And technically, they're supposed to pay GST to the government for various things they do. Well, what they're saying is that they shouldn't have to remit that to the government because they never provided the service. So it's kind of hair-splitting legislation rules. Naturally, the tax department is saying, no, 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 that's not how it works, mate. Yeah, well, Grant, I suppose if they get to uh, keep that money, it'll be all good because, um, you know, then they can buy larger pyjamas. There was somebody in Los Angeles this week, in fact, two somebodies on a Qantas A380 that had the entire flight delayed, and we've got some theme music for them, Grant. Really? What is it, mate? Yes, Grant, bananas and pyjamas. I tell you what, I think those two people involved there might have been called uh, quite a few other things besides bananas if I uh, had to guess about it. But yeah, the flight was delayed uh, about half an hour while their baggage was uh, unloaded and they were unloaded from the flight. Interestingly enough, Grant, uh, apparently they uh, made sure that they uh, advised the cabin staff to make sure everybody knew why it was the flight was being delayed, which of course the captain dutifully did. <laughs> they were made the laughing stock of the aircraft and rightly so. I mean, how precious can you get? Well, mate, you are paying a well over 10000 for that first class seat in an A380 and it is supposed to come with the uh, rather bees knees kind of uh, pyjamas that first class passengers are supposed to get but uh, they didn't have XL size so these two kicked up a stink. And it's interesting here Grant just looking at an article here it actually names them uh, we won't actually name these people but it is interesting to know that note that uh, one of the people involved is actually a psychologist maybe he should book himself in for a session with himself. Well mate he's not just a psychologist he's actually an expert in industrial and organizational psychology focusing on employee work well-being. Jeez, or maybe he does a lot of sleep therapy, Grant. Oh, mate. (laughs) You know I had that soundboard ready. I know, I know. But, uh, mate, continuing the whole big is beautiful line, something else that's big and beautiful is the uh, RAAF's newest and largest aircraft making its debut as part of Exercise Pitch Black 12. Absolutely. Great news. And, of course, Pitch Black has been making lots of news down here in aviation circles over the last couple of weeks. You may remember we spoke about it last week. And good to see that the KC-30s are up there and uh, now uh, at least deploying the uh, probe and drogue. Uh, I don't think they're deploying the boom at this stage. No, they're not. It's just the uh, probe and drogues coming off the pods on the wings. Yeah, so I guess it's a start for the KC-30 and of course they're flying with the boom. Uh, Grant, that's new technology for most RAF crews, I would have thought, unless they go across over to the US, for example, on exchange. But, uh, you know, this will be a a fantastic platform once they get it up and running and uh, good to see that uh, they can get it up in much quicker time than our friends in the US. Ooh, you're being a bit of a tanker, aren't you? Oh, sorry about that, David. (laughs) Well, mate, speaking of other things that are big and beautiful and uh, may be actually made in the uh, near future, the uh, mining magnate Clive Palmer has uh, said that he wants to upgrade the Sunshine Coast Airport to be able to handle A380s and 747s, allowing international passengers to come in, land at at the Sunshine Coast Airport and enjoy his resort next door at Coolum. So basically come in and enjoy his massively upgraded resort that he just purchased and uh, really enjoy Australia without really seeing Australia or really leaving the confines of his area and going straight back home. Now, Clive Palmer, of course, for those of you who don't live in Australia, you're probably not aware, but uh, Clive Palmer has been in the news a lot. He is a uh, self-made billionaire 
who's um, done very, very well out of the mining boom that's going on over here at the moment. And uh, I tell you what, Grant, he's certainly got his eyes on federal politics and he's out there, uh, you know, actually he's uh, going head to head with our treasurer, Wayne Swan, uh, and there's a lot of uh, class warfare going on there at the moment, or at least uh, a lot of theatre that uh, talks about class warfare going on between the two. But the interesting thing about Clive Palmer here is he comes up with a lot of wacky ideas, but uh, in this case, this perhaps is not a bad idea, and at least uh, he's planning something positive. I mean, even if it doesn't get off the ground, it's good to know that some people in the business community here are thinking positively about ways they can improve uh, infrastructure and all that sort of stuff. And uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, if anyone's got some money to do it right now at that airport, it's Clive Palmer. Oh, yeah, but uh, don't forget it's not just the airport. It's also the 31-hectare theme park, a massive aviary, native wild wildlife park, beachside water park, aquarium, golf course, convention centre, retail precinct, and a new hotel and high rollers casino. He's going for all of it, but not only that, he also is seriously considering having a special A380 constantly rotating between Australia's capital city airports to bring passengers to the resort. Does this sound like Jurassic Park or what? Absolutely. Of course, that airport already, uh, you know, although it's a small airport there at the Sunshine Coast, it can handle A330s, we know that, so uh, uh, you know, make it a bit bigger, put A380s in there, why not? Well, I think that just about wraps it up for this week's Australia Desk Grant. Uh, time to get out and enjoy the sunshine. Speaking of the Sunshine Coast. Oh, nice try, mate, but it's clouding over here. What the heck? It's still a good idea for an exit strategy. Yeah, that's my exit strategy, and we'll use it right now. Until next week, I'm Steve Fisher. And I'm still the calculating Grant McCarran. Southern Skies. Online media.